Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another special interview of the, with the Art and All podcast crew. This is me, Adam, the Leeds fan, and I'm joined by the regular, that is Luke. How are we, mate? You all right? Yeah, Sal, mate. Thanks yourself. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Right, we've got a special guest again this week. So we've got author Dave Rowson um, with us tonight. So, Dave, thanks for joining us, mate. How are you keeping? Yeah, not bad at all. Thanks very much for inviting me along. Um, yeah. Looking forward to it. I know, isn't it? Times. It is, it is, and it's, it's very exciting times for you, isn't it, mate? Because uh, uh, some, I'm sure all your followers have seen, and all our followers, we've got plenty of mutuals have seen, but you've got some uh, some coming up in the pipeline. Do you want to talk us through what's, what's exciting in your life, mate? Yeah, it's basically um, over a number of years, I think people have got fed up with me telling them about the trips to Europe and uh, what we got up to, and uh, everyone kept saying you should write a book. So... Uh, I guess the only benefit of lockdown was that it helped me do it. When I was working from home, not travelling, I uh, decided to start putting uh, a few words down. So in the first lockdown, I sort of got the the shell of a book. And then yeah. in the second lockdown, I, I actually took early levers from work. So I've kicked on and uh, and completed it. So decided that we do the European exploits. Probably got a second one in there from watching leads from the 60s through to today. But um, Chairman Charlie, who's our uh, chairman of the Supporters Club branch, uh, you can never get him to sit still long enough to uh, get all of his memories out to uh, put into a book. <laughs> yeah, <well. laughs> so, so, so it's the, the sort of your, your exploits in Europe when, when you've been traveling. Where, so when did you first start it? When, when does it go back to? I started with, well, yeah. Basically, I mean, I started it 92, so from uh, the year after we won the league. So it's basically Wilco's couple of exploits in with his team in Europe. 
So we've yeah. got the uh, European Cup in '92, uh, and then uh, obviously we had a little flurry in, uh, you know, sort of UEFA Cup in '95, um, fairly short-lived, and then we pick up again with O'Leary's uh, team when we started to pick up again in you know '98, and that you know we had five years, which I mean when you look at some of the clubs in the Champions League, I think good God we'd have been dead if we'd have carried on ten years. Five years was enough. You know, so two semi-finals and you know games coming thick and fast at you some of those seasons. You know, so so it's based the bulk of it is probably that '98 to 2002 when the uh, unfortunately our decline uh, it is, and we've uh, not been back since. And I guess I guess for me the timing of it is just get a feeling that you know those days could be around the corner again with the Elsa if he you know carries on the progress that he's making that maybe everyone will get to sample it again and uh, get to Europe with Leeds. Yeah, absolutely. Must be. A, must be a, I, I mean, I've never, I, I, you know, I remember the glories, but I've, I never, I've, I've never went away um, properly uh, into into the Europe. Luke, have you been on any away? I've not been anywhere in Europe. I've been to the uh, the, the, the heights of Histon and Cambridge and uh, yeah. Ipswich and a few of a few other away days, but never never out the country. No. Um, one thing I'm really uh, interested in, uh, Dave, is, is what, what was your reason for, for, for writing this book? Obviously, you say you've always got you've got all these great stories. You've been on, I think it's seventeen. You've got seventeen, seventeen chapter, eighteen chapters in the, in the book um, of yeah, different yeah. away days. Uh, obviously, all fantastic stories within their own rights. But it was was it more for yourself, or do you think it's it's for? Uh, a young Leeds fan that probably has never experienced that. Is it for everybody? What, what, what's, what's the what was the reason? Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. I mean, I think I think in terms of um, all the guys that that I went on the European trips with, um, we're all getting that bit older, and it felt like well, you know, we're sharing amongst ourselves. But it would be it would be good for people to be able to say, well, by me, this is you know, these were the sort of trips and the sort of escapades that people were. You know, commonplace when you were travelling away with your mates, watching football in Europe, and then, uh, and I guess then, you know, when I looked at it with the Elsa, thought, yeah, they're, you know, like my lads, fourteen, and up until these last three seasons, he was probably embarrassed to be a Leeds fan when he was at school, you know, and all his mates were City, Chelsea, you name it. So it did feel like, yeah, there is a lot of Leeds fans who've not experienced that, and. It does feel like it's you know it is around the corner again for him, and uh, it just felt like the time was right. And I mean, some of the folks who go on our sports club bus, I mean, I've, the intro to the book, I've actually put some of the background to our branch. So you know, there's a bunch of us who Harrogate had a, a supporters club, but they sort of tooled around the home games, and uh, but there was a pay-as-you-go service. You could rook up to a booking office and say, "I'm off to Man City." I'm off to wherever, pay your money, get on the bus, no tickets for the match. And people used to go to the away games and, you know, quite airy scary for a teenage lad uh, picking yourselves up to say, come on, are we going? Um, so there was a bunch of us that have probably been around since the 60s and are still going, um, that get a mention in the book. And then it was 82 that we formed the branch, which was our mates at Scum decided to... Uh, yeah, I think a coach company raised a barrigan, bought out the old Pines buses and, and they ran the pay-as-you-go service. But then uh, we got bricked at, you know, at Scum, windows put through, so they stopped running it. 
So we had right. we had right. probably the back end of one season where we were travelling to Leeds to get on the special train. We were getting vans together, cobbling, getting to buses in Leeds for really long away trips. So I just thought, well, sod it, you know, we, we might have to run our own. Um, and the first one I ran was Tottenham in the FA Cup, fourth round in 80-82. Got 40 lads to put seven quid in and we hired a Wally Arnold's and it was you know, 250 quid damage deposit and it was a bloody war zone. I mean, I remember thinking <laughs> at that moment, oh my God, you know, how many windows are going to be left when we get out of here? And uh, But it, thankfully, it, it, you know, it escaped any damage and we thought, right, that's it, we're going to run our run our own branch, run our own bus. And I think we had to put a damage deposit down. We raised a arrogant who'd stopped doing it. But we wanted to get into the supporters club. And uh, we approached arrogant who'd been running at the time. And they said there wasn't the demand. And we said, what do you mean there's not the demand? We've been bloody going for years. And then, uh, and, you know, so we approached the Leeds supporters club. And uh, it turned out that the Nairsborough branch, who were just down the road from us, they were folding. Um, so they said, oh, you can tell me. They're putting 50 quid back in the kit. Here's 50 quid. Off you go. Set up, set up a new branch, run into the game. So, so yeah, so we've sort of I've put, put in about the branch and, and also it's a little bit different in that I haven't launched straight into the escapades. I've done a, I've done a bit of a background to the, to the lads. Well, the lads who were on the trip as well, because some of the stuff, crazy stuff they're doing necessarily wasn't on those trips. It might have been when Leeds weren't in Europe. Something's happened when we've had a lads autumn trip away so I've given a bit of a background so that you get a feel for the sort of characters that you're going to come across and you're not surprised <laughs> by the daffings they do <laughs> when can, you the us, can you give us a little taste Dave is there, is, there, is there a particular character we should keep a lookout for or within the book that you think might yeah. uh, who's sitting uncomfortably yeah there's one there's one or two uh, I mean Boise's all the Boise and Toby were always renowned I guess they were they were my couple of travel buddies, and I think you'll find one bit in the book where I'm thinking, what the bloody hell am I doing? Must be an idiot <laughs> travelling Europe with these two. And then 10 minutes later, there's a there's a, there's a a piece in there, and it just made me laugh because I'm thinking I'm really peed off with them, and, and something happened in Amsterdam, and, uh, and I thought, yeah, that's why, that's why I go with them. <laughs> that's why you go with them. <laughs> Brilliant. I, go on, Adam. I was going to say, so is there, is there a couple of lads that, uh, that you've gone with who were, who were really... Shitting their pants about this book coming out, looking at their wives and, and getting in the good books before it gets released. Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, main one, Toby went with me. He's uh, he's long separated anyway, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's probably it, it was probably me that will get in the most bother. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, yeah, I have so, to say, so, I think the time the timing of the book having left work on early leavers last November is probably ideal as well. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Not, not least for, because I obviously never, never got to experience, um, experience all this. I was born in 86. I was only 16 when, when movie sort of, uh, st- stopped being in Europe, if you like. Um, so I never really got to experience any of it. I still have fond memories of, of, of us being in Europe and being a top competing side and stuff. Um, but, but certainly, as you say, it's probably going to be good for, for people, that have been on them as a bit of a refresher and things that you know that 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 they've, that they've seen and that probably they don't remember everything of, but but certainly for the younger generation that are only just being able to experience that that little bit. Of, I mean, it's not even glory, but it feels like glory at the minute, even though we're only a mid-table Premier League side. That that that's probably the most similar feeling, at, certainly for me, uh, that we had to to when we go back to you know the San Siro and, and various others. Um, 
And I tried to explain this to uh, to a couple of, of younger Leeds fans not so long ago. And I said, this current feeling of, of, of the squad, the togetherness, the the, the performances uh, is, is genuinely almost taking taking us back sort of 18, 19 years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I equate it to O'Leary's team, you know, when they they sort of got together with a bunch of youngsters that were at the top end of the table, they were taking on all comers in Europe and, and England, didn't give a damn, they just went out and played. You know, I mean, Eddie Gray was coaching them and had gotten really playing exciting attacking football and it, it does feel like that era and it was just a shame that that didn't reach its true potential I think I think there were a couple of times if Hasselbank hadn't shipped out I genuinely believe if Bridges and Hasselbank had been around together that we'd have won the league next year um, mm. but mm. it was unfortunate that he, he shipped out and uh, you yeah, know and I think you know, obviously with the financial side of it, it all fizzled out. And, I'd, and it's funny because I, I said to someone, I said, you could sum it up and say, well, in the book, there's lots of escapades that lads at football and going across Europe, you're going to get into. You can't help it. It's almost occupational hazard. goes with the territory, whoever it is, whether it's people, police, whatever. You just can't help it because you're in that environment. And uh, But there's also not a lot of football in the book. I've seen some books and they're almost telling you this happened, that happened. But, well, a lot of the people know what the runs were, what the games were. And it is it is more about the people who are on the trips and the camaraderie. And, you know, as it's a little bit like Alvida's own pet meets, whatever, just a bunch of that. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, I think one, one lad I was talking to from who I used to see on him, he described it as he said, it was like going on a stag do every fortnight. You know, it was just that sort of... Every fortnight you were going on a trip and with the lads and that's that's it. That's how it felt. It was like a special trip, but you were doing them, you know, week after week. And I mean, one one of them, I mean, I can't remember. I probably did put it in the book, but we were actually Moscow was the hardest one for me because I we never went with a club. I mean, that was one of the things. The club sometimes told you that there was only tickets on the official trips. So like I'm over and me and Stella, who now runs our branch, we said, well, sod that. We're not flying in going in the ground, maybe getting a pint and coming home, if we're off there, we're off for a few days. So we got the ferry, yeah. made our yeah. way, got into Eindhoven, and got ticket, we ended up with tickets in their end. But in Moscow, it was like visas, you had to have an invite. So I think I, I spent about half a day at work faxing the Russian embassy. <laughs> Fifteen of us went. So I got all the passports, all the visas, to be invited in just to be able to get there. And then we were we were outside like a cheap bar and we were taking the mic because one of the lads said, oh, it's my round. And I think it cost him about 60p for about nine beers. So he got 60p for nine beers and he's going, oh, it's my round. We need, you know, bugger off, Roger. We, we, we need a kitty here. And, uh, <laughs> but then somebody walked up, another Leeds fan, and said, have you seen the draw for the next round? And he went, nowhere. Moscow. And everyone went, oh, you're joking. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> Yeah, so it was literally, we stood there on the street in Moscow to be told in a fortnight's time, we're playing in Moscow again. So it was like, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, because that was that local, did we have locomotive and then Spartak? Was that what it was? was it yeah, but, um, yeah, the Spartak one isn't in the book because I was I was the only one that went back, but I, that's one I did do with the club because it was virtually your only way of getting there quickly, um, you know, to sort all the hassle that you'd had to go through. So... Um, but locomotive, we actually one of the lads um, had seen an email in the program. So at the locomotive game, 
we'd hooked up with some of the locomotive fans and uh, they wanted to play us at football. So the night before the game, we played them in a gymnasium next to the stadium. It was like a handball net. Um, luckily, our keeper was a rugby player who was about six foot four and filled the goal. And uh, yeah, so it was difficult to get by because I think we'd had a few beers by the time we played them. But, uh, so, yes, yeah, so we, so we rooked up in a gymnasium and there were about 40-odd Russians in there, which uh, when you saw what they were doing in Marseille, I thought... Good job that we're friendly, yeah. Batman. I was just going to say, were they, were they quite welcoming then? Um, the, the, the lads we were with were, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously they'd arranged to meet us. And, uh, and it, it, it's, it were real extremes, Moscow. It was weird because um, you were in hotels on the edge of town. They had army guys guarding the uh, hotels. And one of the Russians who was with us that we'd invited in for a drink, one of the army guys started battening him because they didn't let the locals in the bars and the ho- at the hotels. So we had to say, well, hang on, back it in, he's with us, mate. And, uh, but there were all sorts, I mean, there were stories that some of the security robbed some of the Leeds fans who were stopping at one of the other hotels. And, and you went into the town and there were either beggars, people working in shops, or gangs of guys walking around in leather jackets, looking like muscle and security. So it was a yeah, strange place, but... Um, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I enjoyed Russia and probably the Ukraine, two of two of the best trips because they were different, and it wasn't like you knew what you were going to get. It was like a step into the unknown a little bit and uh, find your way. But uh, yeah, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't particularly have any uh, any major issues with them. It was uh, yeah, there were a lot of leather leather jacketed guys when you got out the taxi at the grounds to go to the game. So I said to boys, you keep your gobs shut and just walk. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, we've all been there, haven't we, at away games? Yeah, so so sort of halfway through, and I don't want to spend too much time on, on this, Dave. I appreciate what people do want to do want to read the book and uh, in respect to obviously to, to, to Chris and Kev. Uh, you're obviously there that, that night in uh, in, in, in Turkey, uh, in Istanbul. Um uh Obviously, one of the most tragic things ever to happen in, in, in English football for an English football team um, and, and the fans going out there. But was it as intimidating, I suppose, is my question, as, as, it was, as it's made out to be in, in, in the media? It's, it's, really, it's, really, well, it's really difficult for me because um, we, you know, we weren't at the location when it happened. Um, so we, we deliberately cut out. We went with... Um, UF tours, which had the old scum airways, Manks who were running trips for Leeds at the time into Europe, went with them a few yeah. times and they were handing out cards telling you which bar to go to. And Stella, who was with us, is a bit of a prefers a quiet drink, real ale. So he said, Right, well, that's exactly where we're not going. Um, and we headed to the to the old town. So we were in the old town, which was a Fenabashi area, and they were all, yeah, they loved us. They were, yeah, yeah. wanted us to beat them. Um, yeah, they couldn't. Yeah, so it was, they were really friendly, but it started closing down maybe eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, and we came out of um, I think it was like a bar or a restaurant that we were having a the last drink we could get, and um, there was a Leeds fan who'd come back from Tascom Square, and he said, "Oh, you don't hang around here." He said, "It's like Piccadilly Circus up there. It's really modern. This is really oldie worldy." In fact, it was some guy tried to sell us a bloody magic carpet or something in one of the stalls earlier on and uh yeah and so he persuaded us to go up there but when we got up there 
it was bizarre because the streets had gone deserted and there was actually a couple of lads from first who would go on our bus were in the pizza hut. They came out and said, where's everybody gone? The lad who was who brought us back in the taxi said, where's everybody gone? And, you know, so you knew something had happened, but you didn't know what. And we went into a bar and it was the first time all night. We, you know, there must have been then about six of us. We went into a bar and you could just cut the atmosphere. They just didn't want us in there. It was, it was surreal, you know, and we're thinking after what we'd had all night, we couldn't understand it. And then we tooled around the corner and um, said, oh, this looks like there's a bar here, but it was like a club. And you walked onto the top of a stairway and then the stairs dropped right down into like, was almost like a basement. And there must have been 300 blokes and the bar was on the far wall. And I was the first one in and I took one look and I said to him, there's not a woman inside. There's 300 guys. Are you really up for going in here, guys? And we went there. So we just, we sort of did a U-turn, got the taxis out of that area and back up to the hotel. So we hadn't a clue what had happened. Um, and it was only when somebody sort of said in the hotel bar they thought a couple of lads had been stabbed. But bizarrely, it, it wasn't unusual in Europe. So in Rome, quite a few Leeds fans got stabbed, but, you know, like on the arse or whatever, because the Italians used to slash them when they were walking by. And if you didn't stab them in the torso, it, it won't count it as a major offence in Italy. So you've right, got the odd, right. you got the odd incident at matches all the way along. Where so we thought, oh, it's going to be some, yeah, not as bad as it was. So when we found out, obviously it was just like bloody hell, couldn't believe it. And then it was total lockdown. We were just locked in the hotel the next day, surrounded by police, and we didn't know if we were going to get to go to the game or not. We knew the Leeds fans back home had been stopped from coming. Um, and it was, you know, then eventually they said, oh, no, the game's on and they're going to bus you straight into the ground. And it was like, took you on buses and tanks outside, blocking the end of the road. And at the end of the game, it was like straight out the ground and not into the airport, straight onto the runway and onto the plane and away. So it was like, you know, never seen anything. Nice. Like it. It just, yeah. But I mean, yeah, the ground was just like, they were... Yeah, they were hostile and, you know, as you get in a lot of places, I couldn't even imagine what it was like for those who were there. I mean, I spoke to one or two of them and, uh, but it's, you know, unless you're in that situation yourself, it's just like, you know, to have to deal with that, you know, you know is unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, and, and, they, and they, they did cover it up. And, I mean, the backstory to it, and it is in the book, is that my aunt um, in the 70s married a Turk and actually lived in Istanbul. Um, and and years ago, she, she started in the hotel industry and the hotel that she originally worked at was the Craiglands Hotel where Don Revy took the team. So she was she was really close to the, the Leeds players. In fact, it was through her that we got the FA Cup final tickets for 1970, 72 and 73. Um, but then she started travelling, married a Turk. And I, so I went there on holiday in the 79, something like that. Um, to Istanbul so it was the second time I'd been there um, and she was she, one of her neighbours was the Galatasaray you know club medical officer so you know I, I picked up a couple of snippets of what was coming out of their their club afterwards and it, and it wasn't exactly uh, showing any contrition or empathy or, or anything mm. so yeah mm. a horrible horrible club yeah, yeah it's mm. not it's when people say it's like it's not their fault. Well, it might not have been, but they didn't do anything to endear themselves to anybody or 
show any remorse for what happened at all. And if anything, they closed ranks and tried to cover it up with the authorities and put all the blame on the Leeds fans and everything else, which, yeah. But yeah, as you say, it's uh, yeah, really tragic and uh, you, know, you don't expect anybody to go to football and not come home. I think the really alarming thing, Dave, there is for me that you said it was expected to go out to Europe and, get, and expect for a couple of lads to get stabbed. In this day and age, for me it's to hear that is just absolutely bonkers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But for you, as, as, as somebody who's obviously been there and done it and, and, and probably obviously been to a lot more games than I have and, and a little bit older than that, but um, it's almost the expectation was that you went to Europe. There was a, there was a chance that you were going to get stabbed. Yeah, I mean, you have to... Well, it's like any game of football. You have to keep your, keep your wits about you. But to be honest, yeah. it was one of those where... I mean, I look back at what we did and thought, blimey, yeah, we must have been... We were either lucky or stupid because certain instances yeah. you're in the middle of a major city abroad, you might have five or six here, and anything could have happened. And I think, mm. you know, I mean, I guess that's my only concern with Leeds going in the future if it happens again, is that if anything, looking at what happened with Tottenham and one or two of the other teams out there, it seems to have got worse, you know, in terms of, I think there was a little bit of European games, even when there was trouble in this country in the 70s and 80s, it was almost everybody had a night off because it was that you know, intrigue and a little bit friendly because people were either visiting your country, I don't know. It, it seemed to be not as bad as between English teams. Whereas, and I, whilst, yeah, you'd say it happened now and again, you'd hear the escapades, it wasn't, it wasn't widespread. And certainly, he says, I've probably got two or three things where, you know, individuals had said something or threatened us at a particular point, but it was just, you know, in bars as you do when you're out and about. But, yeah, there wasn't wholesale trouble and generally it was about just as in any match keeping your wits about you and watching each other's backs and you know, being careful where you went and things like that. Absolutely. So is it is there plenty of plenty of stories of clashes and getting together and police and, and what, what can we expect from the book? Um I think there's there are definitely there are definitely you know things that happen along the way that uh, <laughs> we'd have preferred not we'd have preferred not to. Um, and uh, yeah, I think the uh, the centerpiece of it is some again something that happened uh, to me and one of the lads in Munich, um, which was nothing happened, but uh, it resulted in us having a longer holiday than we expected. Um, <laughs> I look forward to it. Don't spoil it, Dave. Don't spoil yeah, it for everybody. Nothing, barely nothing happened, but. Uh, You'll find out. Yeah, we will. Yeah, look, we I'm will. so looking forward to it. I mean, I'm really glad that Adam invited me on to, to speak with you as well, to be fair, because it's right on my street is all this. The, the, and it, I, I wish I could have been part of it. Like, I just wish I was... I can't believe I'm going to say I wish I was a little bit older uh, and I was, you know, old enough to go. Uh, and instead of watching us lose at Histon away, I could have watched us, you know, <laughs> Deportivo or something like that. Yeah, um, mate, I bet that was fucking mad, Deportivo, wasn't it? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I went. I, I, that's not in the book, but I went on the uh, I went on the club trip to that one because I think I can't remember if it was either it was so difficult to get to flights and everything else. It was almost like last resort. Okay, I'm off with the club in and out because I tried flying to Bilbao train and it was just so difficult to get there in a reasonable time frame. I had to concede and go. No, I'm off. I'm off on the club trip. 
Uh, but yeah, we had a good we had a good day there, and uh, we got the result we needed in the end. It was a bit airy scary on the away leg, having played so well at home. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, it's great, great, some great stuff. I'm really, really looking forward to it, and I actually can't. So we, in terms of, of of release dates, I know we spoke off air uh, about about release yeah. dates, but um, you, you mentioned the uh, the books now with the publishers. Yeah. Publishers doing the sort of final, their final proofread. It's been been through the editor back to myself. So I did my final mods probably mon- Monday this week. They'll have they'll have checked it over again. Probably make sure I'm not going to get them sued or anything by <laughs> by the weekend. And then uh, said it, it's looking good so far. And then uh, should it be a couple of weeks and it should be published. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah, so fair to they did say as long as uh, it was coherent and they didn't have to rewrite it completely, they had hoped they'd get it out before the end of the season and certainly you know early early April, mid April. So looks on target Great for stuff. that. And do we know do we know whereabouts whereabouts it's going to be stocked? Have you have you already got stockists and, and where where can we buy one as, as a yeah, leader? Well, they'll it'll be on Amazon. So they, they tend to put it on Amazon. Um but they also send it out to the to the market and see if any of the bookstores, etc., want to take it. Um, I think you know there's a little bit of me needing to do some legwork once it's definitely say right that's it it's being published and uh, might be local ones in Arrogate or even in Leeds that that might might fancy it. Um, I think the Leeds club shop are a bit you know one or two they'll put in there the others they don't seem to want to touch with a barge pole. Mine might not be uh, <laughs> suitable for their be, uh, I don't think yours is quite PG enough by the sounds of it, Dave. No, I, no, I was I was waiting for it to have an X certificate on it or something. But, uh, <laughs> it. So it should. Be. I, think said, I think they said they they start at twelve on there. So, but they've read it. it only, <laughs> there are only a few bits censored in the first run through, which I conceded. But I think I aimed high. But if I aim <laughs> high. They'll get fed up for taking them out, and they'll leave the rest in. That's that's what we want. That's what we want to win. But I think I think it's going to be good for any uh, for, for Leeds fans, of, 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 as you said, Luke, of, of our age, of, of mid thirties. Believe it or not, we are. Um, you know, me, I'm younger than you. I'm thirty-four <laughs> and all. Um, you know, you know, there's, um, you know, as you as you alluded to, the you know the the glory days of Europe for for certainly for uh, for for the generation for our generation. I think. Um, from what I've seen on, on social media, it's been a lot, there's been a lot of opinions banded around recently, and I think it'll be really good um, for for age, you know different age groups to actually read about what it you know what this club was all about in 1992, when a lot of the people who were getting upset by certain players and certain things happening in, in, in within the club, um, they weren't even born. So I think it'll be a really good educational piece for for and uh, I. I uh, I would like to to think. I don't learn about football though. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we do cares about the football. <laughs> yeah, no, we know you know where do. But you, uh, do you know what I mean? I think I think they'll learn more about what what it means to be Leeds United, and I think and I think it's a really good time to bring it out there. So just on that, Adam. Just on that, Adam. I don't really want to pick it up with you, Dave, because he's still a Leeds United player. Um, but just in a few words, what are your thoughts if he does go there? Uh. Misguided um, completely. I think, um, yeah, I I like Alioski, but you know, it's, and I know people have been saying, "Oh, grow up, be more mature." To people who've said the kind, you know, 
I somebody I, I asked my wife and said, you know, what's what's your views? And she 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 was naming obviously Scumman, and then she had to go to Man City, and she actually said she couldn't comprehend anybody from Leeds going there. And yeah, that's my missus. And uh, and I said, yeah, that's my thoughts exactly. And I said, if he's been at the club and he understands the club and has developed that knowledge, I mean, I don't care about money, contracts, whatever. He's a free agent. He could go anywhere. So, you know, I just think, I, mean, I, I, I said, I, I feel sorry for him. If he does it, I feel genuinely sorry for him. Do you think it's um, because, yeah. I don't know. If he does go there, if he does go there, I mean, I mean, we're speculating, aren't we? Because he's still a Leeds United yeah. player. There's been nothing solidified, um, and and it all almost feels a little bit backward talking about it. But there's been so much speculation recently, yeah. and there's been so yeah. much on social media that I think we just have to address the elephant in the room while we're here, just really quickly. That was all. Um, yeah. yeah. No, fine with that. I mean, I yeah, I, I'll be disappointed in him, and I'll, but I'll be I'll feel sorry for him in the. You know, to have been at Leeds and achieved what he's done, and then whether his agent or himself, I just think, yeah, it's just a damn shame if he does it. Yeah, yeah, I think it. I think it'll be a bit of a kick in the balls as a, as a for Leeds as, as a as a club. Um, yeah. so somebody yeah. we've celebrated so highly and, and enjoyed watching, yeah. um, and has helped us gain promotion after sixteen years and all that. Um, yeah, yeah. who's then going to be going to a stadium in Istanbul and be chaired by the same idiots that. Did whatever happened yeah. on that night, you know. Um, so I think that, that that's my biggest deal with it. On the other hand, I can see he's got, you know, he's coming to the end of his career, he's got European football. Yeah. But somebody said to me earlier on, he could go get European football and play for Celtic or Rangers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So and I know it's, um, it's, two, it's over the border from where he lives and all the rest of it. But I think that again heightens it even more that you'd think, well, he should he should be aware of what's happened. And I know they say he was young, well. Yeah, we could all do things and say, "Oh well, I didn't know about World War Two. I didn't know about whatever." And yeah, so don't go. Yeah, good point. So, good point. I'm, I'm, and thanks, thanks for being so honest and sharing that. I know it's, I know it's, it's a touchy subject at, at the moment on social media, but everyone has got their opinions, and it's, it's good to hear somebody's opinion who was there. Uh, no, and, no, no, they shouldn't abuse him. They shouldn't abuse him. And for me, if he goes, that's it. He's, he's forgotten. I've just, you know, almost don't want to, to do with it anymore. But he shouldn't be abused, and the stuff on his bloody box was out of order completely. Just lowering, lowering themselves to their standards. Just Agreed. end of day, because it's that. That's it. You know, he's almost like well said. Lost to us. That's it. Done. And well that's said. why I'm disappointed. Yeah. Listen, if we've if we've learned anything from from what happened out there with with Chris and Kev, is that you know hatred and 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 that sort of behave. You know, I know it's a very different level of murder and defeat you know I, uh, I mean on that to... yeah on that I came you know when I returned I, I was in the usual takeaway on a Saturday night or Friday night and some locals started having a go at the Turks who worked in that takeaway in Arrogate and I, I intervened and said oh I said it won't them I said these lads are all right you know cut it out yeah you know move on I said you know they they're not the guys responsible for it but it's it's that club, the people associated with it. To me, is a no go zone. Simple as. It's not every. It's not every turf. It's not every. You know the Fenerbahce fans that we met out there. You know, great people. You know, it's you know it's a club, and that's the that's the issue that we've got with it. And to me, and the way they dealt with it, and, and the whole thing about it, and just move on from it if he goes. Yeah, that's it. Well said. Well said. Well said. Oh well. 
I think I have one, one more question around, around the book, and then what I'd like to do, Dave, if you're happy, is just ask you five quick-fire questions, uh, and you just got to give me the first answer that comes to your head. The first question, actually, it's a double barrel question. It's, it's how did it feel being on those away days on a stag do every fortnight, like you said, to being, to being League One within a few years and, 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 and the demise, you know, you obviously, from, from, from your experience, you, you, you experienced it probably as, as, as much as anybody else, but from going to, to Florence in 2002 to, to, to bloody Barnsley and, and, and do you know what I mean? Um, how do you explain that, I suppose, is probably what I'm getting at. I mean, I guess, I guess partly it was history repeating itself because I ran the coach to the games in the 80s and it was probably a slightly slower decline from the Revy team, but you could, you could almost feel it come in, but relegation was a complete off a cliff edge and, and it felt pretty much like his, history repeating itself. Um, probably that first season, it did take some getting your head around. I think, I think, it, was, I think it was one game and uh, one of the lads were pestering me for about, t- I haven't got a ticket for the game. I was giving me season ticket and said, I'm stopping in pub. And I literally couldn't bring myself to, you know, go and watch that game. And I can't remember what day it was. It was a horrible day in bloody autumn or whatever. And that's when it had hit me. And I said, oh, no, I can't be doing with it. You know, and it, it was, it was, yeah, it was surreal. You know, it was a, another cliff edge. But we never, again, probably never thought it'd be 16, 17 years till we got back. Um, but I always kept saying, I, but we'll, we'll still win league before Newcastle. <laughs> and how and how do you think and how do you think this uh, how good do you think this this current Bielsa team can be? Do you think we can? Do you think we can go to the dizzy heights of Champions League football again? Um, I think the way we've played this season, um, you know, and with the injuries that we had to the lads that he brought in, the you know, if they sign another two or three of that type of quality, because yeah, we haven't seen Lorente, and then all of a sudden, once he gets a couple of games in, you think, ooh. Oh, this is why they've signed him. And uh, obviously, I think Cock was meant to be the cover for Phillips, as well as being able to play centre-back. But Stroik had to go in there and you could tell he wasn't comfortable particularly playing that role, but he did it. I thought he looks a class centre-backs and and some of the young kids we've got coming through. So I think with two or three more quality additions, then this season, looking at it, you you can eliminate some of the defensive frailties then yeah, there's no reason why we shouldn't be starting to push for Europe. Um, and I think fine margins. Then once you're in that in that hunt for those places, you know you can quite easily you know fourth to to eighth. There's not a lot. There's not a lot in it. But it's a look along the way. So, yeah. so I think I think the plan that Rad's set out, where he wanted to to build and get into Europe, I, I would imagine next season the the way it's gone this year that they will. They will be wanting to break into those European places. 100%. Probably won't come out and say directly. Probably it's still a year off, but I think behind the scenes they'll be they'll be seeing that as achievable. Yeah. By uh, by defensive failures, do you mean uh, Alioski and Cooper? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think I think set pieces for me, and, <laughs> yeah. and it's and uh, and yeah, it's very difficult to to criticise Bielsa. But I have a mate who. Used to play Sunday league football. Who will tell me he could defend corners better? And yeah, so everybody will look at some aspects of it and say, yeah, we've got to be better at corners. And you know, and 
and you can't you can't go a season not defending corners, you know, the way that we've done. But you know, I think I mean for me, Cooper's been you know, well Cooper Dallas. There were a few of them in in you know in the championship. I'd have said, well, they're never going to make it. You know, I think I said to someone, if you want me to get you promoted, I'll need eight new players, and then these lot will be squad players in the championship. So to get them to the level he's got them at and be able to cope and keep us where we are, I think it's superb. Um, But yeah, I think certain players will reach the limitations, but Dallas has absolutely astounded me because I thought he was, he was going to be a fullback and that was it. Um, Even, even in the championships, when he covered in midfield, I thought he can't play with his back to goal. He's giving it back to the centre back every five minutes. He now turns himself around and, Builds the play up, and he's gone. He's put another level on his game again. Um, right then, that, that takes us on to the the five second five questions, uh, five answers. If that's all right with you, Dave. Quick fire, yeah. The quick fire. Just the first thing that comes to your head, mate. We won't judge you. <laughs> um, favorite Leeds okay, player Ryan. ever. Billy Bremner. The the player of the season this season. Um. Dallas. Best away day of all time. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, best away day of all time. I think, to be fair, it would have to be, for me, uh, the Queen's Park Rangers game when we'd won the league in 74. My old man took me to every game, home and away, and that was the pinnacle of that season Brilliant. to win the league in the style that we had done. So, and it was, just, amazing, the, it was yeah. just the celebration of it. Brilliant. Or Sheffield United, another one in the league. <laughs> yeah. Well, that 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 probably ties in nicely to this next question. What's your best moment of being a Leeds fan? Uh, I think me and Chairman Charlie sat in a pub um, near Halifax after the Sheffield United game. Everybody was in the TV room watching uh, Liverpool v Scum, and we just sat having a pint, going, "That's it, we've won it." And uh, we just had a quiet pint together and everyone's getting excited watching the television. So we don't need to watch that. We've won it. And that, what brilliant. Yeah, what that brilliant just felt, I think because in 74 I was a kid and whilst it was like euphoric to have won the league in the style we had and I've been to every home and away game, to do it when I could actually enjoy it and have a beer and, I mean, that Sunday night, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I had an appraisal at work on the Monday morning and I woke up with my grands in arrogance because I lived I was living in York at the time and uh, rang my boss and said, oh, I think my appraisal's in about <laughs> half an hour for an hour to be late. And uh, <laughs> I, got, I got there and he was a Wrexham fan and he, he just said, I didn't think you'd come in today. And all he did was talk to me about winning the league for an hour and a bit. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. It's amazing how these memories can stick with you in it, is it? through time. Um, and finally, who is your all-time hero, whether it be football or in your personal life, Dave? all-time hero um, I think it was Muhammad Ali I just thought the guy was such a character superb and you know some of his comeback fights were just unreal uh, the rumble in the jungle and, and I think again as a kid it just inspired you it just like it was unbelievable but it was like that era where you're thinking well what a, what a man he was just like so flamboyant and gift of the gab on the chat shows and that you just couldn't help but be drawn to him as a as a character yeah, brilliant. Is that and then, 
Yeah, really good one. Um, then one last one, just for a bit of fun, Luke or Adam? Nah, oh, behave, mate. <laughs> I'm only kidding. You don't have to answer that. No, well, no, fuck it. I want to answer that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant no, ailing we or both. <laughs> yeah, no, we won't. For sure or ailing. <laughs> um, no, perfect, mate. Thank you ever so much for answering those and, and, and your honesty, no honesty tonight, Dave. It's been obviously appreciated. It's not always an easy. Uh, an easy thing to do to come on and actually be be honest about things uh, that that you've experienced. But I certainly, for one, uh, and I, I could probably speak for for the rest of the uh, the, the lads and lasses as part of the pod when Adam mentioned this role. Really looking forward to reading the book. Um, yep. So yeah, that, that's it from me. I don't know, Adam, if you got anything. Yeah, for me, Dave, would you mind? Uh, and then I'm, you know, with our listeners, I'm sure there's a lot of people. So I would you mind signing one as you know a book for us, and and we can. Uh, we can get it out there to, to a listener or to uh, to, to uh, someone who uh, you know retweets this yeah, for us. Well, like, well, I think it'll be really good, and I think um, I I just hope I fucking win it. To be fair, right? And, uh, <laughs> if, 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 not, me, if not, send me send me PayPal details, mate. I'll, I'll I'll be on one. But no, I think it'd be really good to uh, yeah, quite happy uh, to do that to That's... to, to uh, get your autograph on that, mate. What what, to what I think what. What do you think, Dave? What, what about if uh, if we put a, a, put it out as a competition and you get to pick the winner? How about that? Maybe maybe, maybe put it out there and, and and see who deserves it most, or tell us to give them their best leads moment, or something like that, and you can pick the winner. Yeah, quite happy with that. Yeah, you lads, you lads decide yeah. it, Joe. And I'll I'll supply the book. I mean, what I should say in terms of just before we finish, that I've got I've got Mr. Bowles behind me, the uh, Stan Bowles calendar, and uh, from the from the first set of sales that, because uh, I get a, I get a stock as well that I'm going to do a donation to Alzheimer's Research. So Bless the Stambol calendar started at QPR away last year. I can't remember what happened with my ticket, but I think it either club had forgotten to send it or whatever. So I had to pick one up at the ground. And as I'm walking down towards Loftus Road, some guy stuck a Stambol's calendar in my hand. So I went, oh, thanks very much. Thought he was giving them away. And then he said, no, no, two quid. So I was going to give it him back. And then uh, and I said to Charlie, I said, oh, we've got to get in there, boozer. And uh, I think the year before when the bus had got there, the two of us got in and the rest, the blank, because it was own fans only. So I thought he'll do for getting in the pub. Um, but I'd also promised Sarah from Nottingham White's a cheap birthday present. So in the ground, <laughs> if I'm carrying this around, I'll give it to Sarah. And she says, I'm on the train, you look after it. So we just started... Partly to wind her up, because she wouldn't take the bloody thing, even though it was a birthday present. We just started taking random pictures of folk. So first woman we got is actually on the 2021. She was a QPR lady in the pub, and she'd had a picture with Stan. And then we got we got a lass in, a lass in Burger King near King's Cross, and uh, <laughs> cop, coppers at York Station, Newcastle fans in the rail bar at York Station. And then there were a Northern mm-hmm. Soul thing in Arrogate on the Sunday. So I'll get every bugger... <laughs> so, so, uh, so then we started doing it in Leeds and it became just, it was on social media and uh, so I thought, oh, it's, it, it was getting a bit of traction so we thought we'll try and put it to some good so I'm actually trying to speak to the club to see if we can actually put up a, a stand outside Ellen Road and take some donations for Alzheimer's yeah. research which obviously yeah. got Jack Charlton you've got Worthington, yeah. Gordon McQueen yeah. host of people you know as well as, you know, like my grandmother had it as well when I lived with her. So, yeah, I know what it's like in terms of Alzheimer's and how it affects people. So so we're going to try and do it just to raise a bit of money. QPR fans sold the calendar and 
you know, said said we we managed to get it in the Leeds program. They couldn't even get it in the QPR program. They said because the club didn't want to know. Well, good luck to you with that, Dave. And if there is anybody who listens to the podcast who can help Dave with uh, with getting in touch with the club or anybody like that and get get a with regards to getting a stall, please do get in touch with us. Uh, either through yeah. Twitter, uh, and I know Dave's on Twitter as well, and uh, he'll be he'll be tagged in his book and his website and wherever else you can get the book and everything. We'll have it all all in there for you, uh, for you so you can make contact. I'm sure Dave will be happy to answer any questions you've got about any of those away days uh, or anything else. In fact, probably that's it. Yeah, DMs perfect. Cheers, lads. Pleasure. Thank you so much, Dave. Cheers, pal. Listen to me on behalf of the Ought to Know Better podcast is with Dave Rowson of the Harrogate Lights. Find his book, We're Not Leads, We Are Leads, on Amazon and at well-known Yorkshire bookstores soon. Thanks to Adam and Luke for conducting the interview, and thanks to you for listening. Join us again soon for further interviews, match reviews, stats and referee assessments. Thanks to Jen Jamming Tax for the theme music, and Emily Render for the artwork. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to another Auto Know Better podcast, the Independent Leeds United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Know Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi and Coke Aftermatch podcasts. We have three years' worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out, though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.